You are listening to Miller and Moulton, exclusively on the Florida Sports Network. And now, here's Mark Miller and David Moulton. Top of the morning to you. We got over the hump yesterday. Hope you and yours had a nice little Valentine's Day. How the heck are you? We are Miller and Moulton. This is the Florida Sports Network. Florida Sports Network. Thanks so much for being with us. How are you, Mark? I am fine and dandy, David. Ready for the day to take on whatever whatever direction it may go. I'm ready. Are you? Yes. Really? Yep. So you're Did ready a few lunges all... going side to side. A couple of knee bends. I'm ready. Might even do a jumping jack during the first break. I'm excited. So you're... So you're ready if all of a sudden this turns into a, a track meet of a game or if this turns into a, you know, slugfest and mud wrestling. You're what, ready? I've got it. Whatever whatever direction you want to go, I'm ready for you, David. I did a basketball game last night that was heat nicks out of the 90s for most of the night. Woo. Man, was it physical. Man, oh, man. I'm like, wow, I've seen this before. It's just been a while. So you never know what's going to happen in sports. It's why uh, we love it. Uh, There's a few things that we have to get to uh, right off the top. Um, First off, Mark, there was a, there was a crisis in your life. There was uh, yesterday at this time yesterday, there was a crisis. There was an APB put out for a money clip. There was cards, uh... 60 bucks, uh, a, a license, and uh, a, a key card to be able to get in from where it is you broadcast the show. It is, and I, I it turns out it was more misplaced than lost after the, uh, I, I ran out, I lost it playing golf. I put it in the same oh. spot in my golf bag all the time. It's time to get a new golf bag. Why is that? Well, after the show yesterday, I emptied my golf bag and all the clubs out. It was in the bottom of the golf bag. It had fallen through the zipper spot, and it was safe and secure when I dumped the golf bag out, but so, I have a, but literally that, you know, the bag is falling apart is what I've come to discover. So there was a hole in the golf bag. Yes. And it fell through it. It fell through it. So the, the, the tip of your seven iron was resting on top of the money clip as it turns out, uh, the grip okay. more than the right, tip. Yeah. But yes. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, uh, crisis averted. So it wasn't lost. It was misplaced. And, and now we, then, uh, by the end of the show, we are now placing some bets. We are putting our money where our mouth is. And last week, uh, there was no one who picked games at a better rate than Miller and Moulton. This week, not so much. Not so much. I may have to just take today off. I don't know if I've gotten a pick right uh, the last couple of days. So I may just have to sit out and let you pick uh, and do the betting today. But uh, yesterday... We were trying to talk you into placing a bet. Now, granted, if you place this bet, it does scream that you have a problem. So much so that Ron Ryan, who covers college sports, literally said, if you bet on this game, just call the hotline. Correct. You know, 1-800-GAMBLER, I believe, is the number. We we all know the numbers. Right. Well, it depends on the state that you're in. Well, you exactly. We've, we've right. heard. It changes by state. 
But uh, you can try 1-800-GAMBLER and go from there. So uh, the game was six-win IUPUI visiting 0-26 Detroit Mercy. Now, despite what ESPN or Fox or Peacock or anyone else was trying to tell you last night, that was the game of the night in college basketball. We have a winless Division I team on Valentine's Day. Come on now. Yet somehow that team was a five-and-a-half-point favorite. Huh. So here was the deal. We could not convince Mark, and Mark's the one who technically places the bets. We could not convince Mark to bet on that game. Trent and I really wanted to bet on that game. Mark would not do it. So we made a bet. If the money clip is found and returned to you before tip of the Detroit Mercy IUPUI game, we will bet Detroit Mercy. So when Mark found said money clip, the show rejoiced, not just because he found his wallet and his credit cards and the key to be able to get in the building. The hell with that. It meant we could now bet with no guilty conscience. We could bet on a winless team to win because that's what problem gamblers do. And we did. And in fact, I found the money clip. My wife knew I had misplaced my wallet. She was concerned. David had a little bit of concern. There was a text or two I could have sent out saying find the wallet. But the very first thing I did, I emptied. I did not put the clubs back in the bag. I did not put anything back in the golf bag. I stopped what I was doing. I grabbed my phone. I went immediately to the Hard Rock app, and I bet on Detroit Mercy. And thank God you found it because that was our only winner last night. Detroit Mercy. Are they the Titans? They are the Titans, David. And after, uh, I think by now, if you listen to the show, you know David and I are Catholic. I, I practice a little more than he does. So last night was Ash Wednesday, kind of a biggie. We went to church. And my wife and daughter are pretty active in the church. And I was pretty active on my cell phone at church following the Ooey Pooey Detroit Mercy game. <laughs> and when Detroit Mercy built... I believe a 15-point lead, and they were in double digits at the half. Yes. Yes. By the time I got home, I went to ESPN Plus and was one of 37 people, I believe, streaming Ooey Pooey at Detroit Mercy in one of the worst television broadcasts that I've ever seen. Oh, wow. Made me yearn for Tony Romo. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. A basic one-camera shoot from center court up high was all we got for that game. And, David, you thought you were at bad basketball last night? I watched the last 10 minutes of the second half of that game. I don't know if I've ever seen worse basketball. I think the parents of those players quit going to games because the basketball is so bad. Well... I have to admit, I didn't think my game was bad. It was just it turned into the Heat Knicks, okay, of the late 90s or Knicks Pistons of the early 90s. It just turned into, you know, a very physical mud wrestling event. Here's 
did you stay with the game until the end? Yes, I had okay. to. Well, I mean, they were up 15 late. I thought maybe you might have pulled but away I, in the I, last minute. I, I, I think I pulled away about 30 seconds left in the game. There was another foul, and I'm like, that's enough. Okay. The reason why I ask is I don't know if you saw the court storming. I did not. Okay. Well, we used that term very loosely last night. First off, it's important to note the attendance at last night's ooey pooey Detroit Mercy game. And the reason we say ooey pooey is it's I U P U I. Hmm. How do you pronounce that? Oh, I don't know. How about ooey pooey? Yeah. So, uh, Mark, your attendance was 611. And I think that's uh, generous based on the crowd shots that I saw last night. I understand. 611. That's what the listed attendance was last night. So Detroit Mercy wins. And we're waiting. And we're waiting. And we're waiting. And finally, just as both teams are like doing the handshake line and what have you, one guy starts walking out onto the court towards center court and he turns around he's got both arms up in the air like yes we won one guy that was the court storming last night at detroit mercy as they won their first game of the year they're now one and 26 mississippi valley state's the last one they're 0 and 24 and we'll keep we'll tabs on the show like no one else does exactly i'll say they're really bad though Okay, and I know how could they be so much worse than uh, Detroit Mercy at 0-26. Detroit Mercy had actually been you know, competitive a lot. Lost a lot of games around 8, 10 points. I had to miss Valley State, oof. So, uh, but there you have it. Uh, that was the big story in, in uh, on the court last night. Uh, that was uh, of the games, you know, the NBA, you know, whatever, you know, Clippers and Warriors, you know, both uh, Florida teams in action, uh, playing back-to-backs and playing really well, as it turns out, even though somebody said you should bet against them last night. Don't know who that Yahoo is. <clears throat> that would be me. So, um, but there you have it. Game of the night. I'm sure Trent will have it as his play of the day next hour. Detroit Mercy off, as Chris Berman would say, off the schneid. And the court storming. Don't know how the crew is going to be able to clean the court and get the arena ready for the rest of the homestand coming up over the weekend. So there you have it. But thank goodness you found your money clip. Absolutely. 100%. And uh, crisis averted, to say the very least, because you've gone through it, and now I can continue to find good, bad, and ugly stories that exactly. show found right. wallets. In fact, I today's could be mine. I can still be made fun of. So let's say, so you lost a wallet in a parking lot that was immediately returned to you. And then you thought you lost your money clip when in fact your golf bag was playing tricks on you and that's where it was. Yes. Okay. And 
So you're just trying this all different ways. I mean, why don't you try to leave it in like a rental car one day and see if you get it returned? Because I did that with a phone and that didn't get returned either. And I mean, I was back like 13 minutes after I left that. I said, hey, and that that uh, Chevy right over there, I left my phone. And they're like, oh, I can't find it. I can't see. It. Well, then somebody must have just quickly grabbed it and what have you. Did. No, no. Did you find it? No, Johnny, I, 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 didn't, I didn't see anything when I cleaned the car. Really? Didn't see the phone sitting on the console, huh? Right. So I'm the only one. Lost a phone, lost a wallet, not have it returned in the last six years in all of North America. It's good to know. We will talk NASCAR on the show today. Bob Pockrass is going to join us in the 8 o'clock hour. Twin 150s today, the 500 this weekend. Time to go racing. Front row of Daytona was set last night, Mark. Let's go. Let's do this. Big upset in the manufacturer series. A car on the it's got the pole. Those cars haven't had the pole in a while. We're going racing later on in the show. Starting five, 25 minutes away. Miller and Moulton, thanks for being with us. You're listening to Miller and Moulton exclusively on the Florida Sports Network. 21 minutes past the hour. Thanks so much for being with us. Miller and Moulton, Florida Sports Network, floridasportsnetwork.com. Starting five in a little more than 15 minutes time. So um, it happened at a sports celebration. There's no way to avoid it. Um, Don't know how serious we want to get. Can I just ask you a generic question? You and I, I don't think you've ever talked about this, even off air as friends. I mean, let's face it, you know, we've got more guns in this country than any other country, and we seem to have more senseless shootings, therefore, than any other country. It makes sense. You know, you got more guns, you'll have more shootings. Um, is, does that consciously impact your life at all? Like, have you changed your behavior in any way in the, this century, say, because of you know, the way, you know, things are now happening more often in our society. I mentioned earlier that I was at church last night. And uh-huh. David, I, I, I'm i a regular attendee of church. When I'm there, I'm incredibly conscious of all the doors. And when, when church starts and if I see shadows or someone walking in, at, you know, 20 minutes after mass starts, I get nervous. I'm always constantly looking around when I'm in there if something bad could happen. Yes. When I'm in big gatherings, I, I now come up with a strategy in my head. What if something happens? And I never felt that way before. It's almost as if you're inevitably going to be a part of one of these now. and Or know someone that is. I mean, this it, it, it's happened at churches. It's happened at schools. It's now happened at a parade for a sports team. It's happened at concerts. Just this week was the one-year anniversary of the Michigan State campus shooting. Uh, yesterday was six years from Parkland. I mean, we could every day, if we damn near every day, we could probably have an anniversary of a, a mass shooting in this country, and nothing changes. So I don't know. I, I mean, nothing changes. No, we, no we go through the same that. cycle where it's going to be on the news for a little bit. We'll offer thoughts and prayers, and we'll go back to our regular business. It's the same 
damn cycle. Um, the only way that I know my behavior has changed consciously in the 21st century because of, you know, how it is that our society at times has become is I am far less confrontational, particularly on the roads. I, I literally only use my horn now if you're about to run into me. Okay, if you cut me off or what have you, okay, you know. I mean, even if you cut me off and, and you didn't you clearly didn't see me and you darn near clipped the front of my car, I just slow down, make sure that you squeeze in, and I'm like, whew, well, that was close. Where I know 30 years ago, I, I would have followed you to your destination. So that is the one way in which, because now I just assume everybody has a gun. Literally, that that is consciously in my head. I assume where, you know, outside of the deli line a couple days ago, okay, I assume everybody has a gun. So I am far less confrontational than I used to be. That That is the one way that what has happened has has impacted me. You could argue that's a good thing, okay? But so that's the one time where, like, you know, I didn't wake up this morning thinking about it. Sitting here in my hotel room, I would not be thinking about it. But going to travel to Charlotte later this afternoon, all right? If there were something that would happen on the trip, okay, then maybe I'd, you know, briefly think about it. Oh, got to be careful. So that's, you know, I feel badly for, you know, there are a lot of parents now, younger parents, you know, you're a parent of a soon-to-be 10-year-old. You know, I, I'm curious if, I, I don't know if that's something you bring up around the dinner table, but I'm very curious if if your daughter and, and her friends, if this is something that they're, you know, do they have, you know, drills at school? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. 100%. You know, that's... Regularly. That's, that's, we had fire drills when we were kids. Yes, we did. They have different drills now. You know, I have to admit, our generation was the lucky generation because our parents' generation... They had in the possibility of nuclear war drills. Right. They had the, they had the, right. Right. And the, the bomb shelter drills. If you, if you look back at it, they hid underneath their desks. That was the drill that they practiced. Okay. Let me get this straight. The Russians are dropping a nuclear bomb, and what we've come up with is hide underneath your desks. It's our best strategy at that point, David. I have to admit, I don't think it's a good one. So, so that was, you know, you and I are in our fifties. That was our parents' generation. That's what they had to deal with. The threat that, you know, Russia was going to drop the bomb. Right. We had the fire drill and the tornado drill. Those, those are the two biggies we had, David. Oh, see, we did in Jersey. We didn't have a tornado drill. It was just a fire drill. Fire drill outside, tornado drill in the hallway with the hands over your head. You know, yeah, what, down. what was that all? What was that all about? You know, that's like they used to give the warnings on the planes. You can't have a number two pencil in your pocket. Hold on a second. We're going 500 miles an hour at 35,000 feet. Okay, and eventually on the descent, we go into the side of a mountain. You're worried about the lead pencil that's in my pocket. 
don't worry. I'm pretty sure it's not going to be the pencil that kills me here. So, I mean, you know, trying to make light of of the current situation, but obviously what happened in Kansas City, I'll be serious for a moment. You're running a team. You win a championship. Do you you just go, well, this was a one-off, and do you keep doing the downtown parades, or do you have the parades in the stadium? It's just a celebration. It's not really a parade. It's just as we're all going to go to Arrowhead because this way, in theory, you can set it up. Everybody's got to go through a metal detector. Exactly. I'm wondering if you're a city or a team, if if that in the future uh, will be what they do, in which it's like, well, it's not a parade. We're going to have just a mass celebration at the stadium. You know, first 50,000 get in. You know, you're not allowed to bring anything with you. No, uh, you know, no food, no ba- a money clip. You can bring a purse and a money clip, and the purse will be searched. Well, whoever wins the Stanley Cup or the NBA Finals is going to be the team that sets the precedent for that in this country. And like Mark said, the sad reality, and not to be negative about it, but that'll probably be the case. They'll go, they'll move it to stadiums, and it'll be that way until some sick person opens a wire outside a stadium. We'll see, Trent. I actually think that whoever dances with Lord Stanley and wins the NBA title, I think they'll have a parade. I do, too. We'll see. Remember, what did Mark say a few minutes ago? Nothing changes. We'll just, you know, that was was them. Not going to happen to us. So, I don't know. But, wow. Yeah, one dead, 22 injured, many of the 22 kids. Yeah, that was thankfully... Uh, I think 11 of the 22 went to a children's hospital and the hospital with a statement yesterday saying that they will all survive. There are a couple of others who are injured who are critical, but they're not kids. Just awful. Absolutely awful. Miller and Moulton, starting five coming up here in about eight minutes. Bob Progress will talk some NASCAR in the eight o'clock hour. We'll kick it around between now and then. 21,000 is the text line if you want to chime in on anything that may have happened in the sports world that you're excited about. Miller and Moulton are excited because Detroit Mercy got off the schneid last night. The one bet we won was the winless University of Detroit Mercy Titans. They beat Ooey Pooey last night and covered to keep a little money in the Miller and Moulton bank account. They had a one-person court storming. One guy staggered out onto the court, put his arms up in the air like, yes, we did it. What a win, David. What a win. That's the kind of court storming we need. One guy with his arms over his head. That's our court storming. You're listening to Miller and Moulton, only on the Florida Sports Network. Twenty-two minutes before the hour. A couple hours from now, Bob Pockrass will join us live from Daytona. The racing's underway. Front row is set. Rest of the field will be set by tonight. That race has been sold out for months. By the way, did you uh, did you hear the news that Fox is uh, trying to get IndyCar? That contract's up in a year. And I guess with the new NASCAR deal, Fox is losing the Coca-Cola 600. So they don't have any uh, sports on Memorial Day. So 
And let's face it, when you think IndyCar, you only think of one race. So Fox is going after IndyCar. Take it away from NBC. Carry the 500. For those of us that like racing, okay, you ask race fans. You like NASCAR on Fox or you like NASCAR on NBC? And it's overwhelmingly Fox. It's not close, is it? Not really. I mean, people like Dale Jr. as an announcer, but they don't like NBC's coverage. And whether it's true or not, the feeling watching NBC Sports, whether it's golf, whether it's racing, is that they just play more commercials. There's less live action. I mean, in the Indy 500, it's 10 laps. They, they Until the very end, they never go more than 10 laps, and then they go to commercial. And, you know, last year, Mark, the golf fan was complaining bitterly about how many times NBC went to commercial, you know, showing the uh, two opens, if you will. So, just a little footnote. Don't know what to tell you. They pay a lot of money for these events. We get a lot of commercials. Yeah, that's how it works. But it's tough when you're watching a sporting event and you wait for it. Can't watch the sporting event. 20 minutes before the hour, it's time for... The Starting Five. Five stories you need to know. It's The Starting Five on Miller & Moulton. Here's number one. Very unfortunate and a tragedy. Kansas City yesterday, the Chiefs Super Bowl parade was going swimmingly, good weather, and then marred at the end when 22 people were shot. And a woman in her mid-40s, a married mother of two, who happened to be a local DJ, Lisa Lopez Galvin, was killed, shot in the abdomen. Of the 21 injured, 11 were children between the ages of 6 and 15. All 11 children did not suffer life-threatening injuries. Of the 10 others, two are in critical condition. Three people have been detained and are under investigation. That's all the authorities would say as of last night. There was other football news yesterday. 49ers fired defensive coordinator Steve Wilkes. Hmm. Someone had to take the blame. Um, the guy who gave up one touchdown in four quarters right. and was after a muffed punt that was recovered on the 12th. Right, one play drive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're, I, we're, we're, we're blaming him? You got the highest paid left tackle, highest paid running back, third highest paid tight end, got a top five paid wide receiver. You got a guy on the other side who when his rookie contract's up at Iuk, he's going to become a top 10 paid wide receiver. We're blaming the defensive coordinator? Right. Huh. Okay. Uh, Shanahan just said that uh, yeah, it wasn't a good fit. By the way, Mark, the assistant coaches that Steve Wilkes had to work with on the defensive staff, do you know how many of them he hired? I would guess zero. That would be zero, Mark. He was basically brought in and said, work with D'Amico Ryan's staff. And um, I'm just curious, would he have been fired if they won? 
I mean, you think about it, they were, you could argue they were a play away from winning the Super Bowl. You could argue it many, it was literally one play away. It was fourth down on that final drive in overtime that the Chiefs had one time. But here's the other thing, too. Fired now. He can't get a job. All the other defensive coordinator positions have been filled. Tough business, huh? It's a brutal business. Uh, other football news reports indicate the SEC is going to go to nine conference games in a couple years, though. 2026. So two more seasons, likely at eight. And then they will go to nine. SEC not confirming those reports. Uh, Notre Dame's going to play Army at Yankee Stadium. And you go, yeah, so what? Well, they're doing so to celebrate the 100th anniversary of the Four Horsemen. It was in October of 24, that's 1924, that the Irish unveiled the Four Horsemen backfield, and they upset Army, who owned the college football world 100 years ago, 13-7. to That game was at the Polo Grounds. Yeah, we don't have that anymore. So they're going to play Army at Yankee Stadium in November. I think it's Thanksgiving weekend to uh, honor that historic event. The ACC has given the okay for helmet technology and sideline tablets. So maybe the ACC will be the leaders and the other conferences will follow with the stuff that the NFL has been doing for a long time. Uh, NASCAR, the twin 150s, the duels, whatever you want to call them. They're tonight. But last night, the front row of the Daytona 500 was set. Joey Logano. You know, friend of the show, Joey Logano. Uh, he gave Roger Penske and Ford the pole. Chevy's been dominating the pole in recent years. Logano puts Penske and a Ford on the pole. Michael McDowell will join him on the outside of row one. So Logano and McDowell for the Daytona 500. The rest of the field gets set tonight. Um, Did you hear about what happened in Phoenix last night? Actually, it was yesterday afternoon. Yes, I did. So uh, I guess the game, it wasn't your normal NBA game because, well, Monty Williams is the coach of Detroit. and He was unceremoniously dumped as the Phoenix head coach after having a lot of success over four years. So Detroit and Monty are coming to Phoenix. And walking into the arena, Isaiah Stewart, who's the center for the Pistons, and Phoenix center Drew Eubanks, they started arguing with one another. Indications are, you know, they started doing the chest-to-chest thing. You suck. No, you suck more. And then Stewart apparently hauled off and decked Eubanks. He was arrested. Security came in and arrested him. So uh, he didn't play last night. Uh, Suns won. But uh, it's not often that uh, two players, and I believe it was outside the arena. It was, it was, it was. Not on the the court. It was in the bowels of the arena, the way I understood it. Gotcha. Uh, Rest of the NBA, Heat playing back-to-backs. Listen, they were going to be tired. Philly had a day off coming off one of their best wins without Embiid. They beat one in Cleveland. Uh, Philly was going to win. And that's what 
some guy David Moulton said. Yeah, Bam at 23 points, 14 rebounds. He beat the Sixers 109-104. And along those lines, see, the Knicks found themselves. I know they're shorthanded, but they found themselves in the second half against Houston. They mm-hmm. played really well. Right. Lost on a bad call uh, late, but they, that's okay. They found themselves. They're going to get off the snide. They're not going to lose four in a row. And Orlando's playing the back-to-back. They're going to be tired. Yeah, not so much. Uh, Magic were on fire offensively. Uh, ben Carroll with 36. And the Knicks have lost four in a row. Orlando beat them 118-100. So Mark Miller is not going to listen to David Moulton at the end of the show today when we're placing our daily wagers. What? Exactly. Um, do you know the Celtics won by 50 for the second time this year? We should have bet on them. <laughs> Boston beat Brooklyn 136-86. Hey, Sacramento was down 16 in the third quarter in Denver. They came back, beat the Nuggets 102-98. That's a good win. And uh, the Clippers were down 12 in the fourth at Golden State, and the Warriors had won five in a row. The Clippers came back and beat the Warriors 130-125. No LeBron. Didn't matter. Lakers beat Utah 138-122. AD with 37 and Felipe and Trent's favorite, Rui Hachimura with 33. Adam Silver, in an interview yesterday, said, oh, yeah, we're going to Vegas. Oh, wait, did I say that out loud? Oh, well, we're not going right away. We're, we're going to wait till the new TV deal is going to come into place. Oh, well, when that when is that going to happen? Oh, probably in the next year. And so uh, Vegas is, I mean, remember LeBron came out a year or so ago and said he wants to own the franchise in Vegas. And now uh, his buddy Adam Silver has said that, uh, oh, yeah, we're going to Vegas. So the one other uh, expansion site is uh, up for grabs. And most people feel it's Seattle. Seattle. Right. It better, better be Seattle. Man, will they be angry. They built that arena and they have a hockey team just hoping to get an NBA team. Uh, by the way, which two teams do you move from the west to the east to even it up? Don't do you move? Do you have to move two or one? Got to move. Uh, it's fifteen, fifteen. You put two, it'd be seventeen, fifteen. So you got to move one. Which team right now is in the west? You move to the east. Uh, Memphis, Minnesota. Think about it. I I would lean Minnesota. Okay. I think they would be really happy with it. I think Memphis would be thrilled. But uh, college hoops, you know, we thought about playing DePaul because it fit the criteria. You know, unranked team at home against a ranked team. And then Mark just said, yeah, I can't do it. DePaul's too bad. But Mark, they're getting nearly 25 points. Yeah, I can't do it. Once again, we're listening to Mark tonight. UConn won by 36, and the game wasn't really that close. Um, Unfortunately, we listened to Trent. And both Miller and Moulton said, we didn't like this. All right. But it fit the criteria. Arkansas, unranked at home against Tennessee, ranked in the top 10 on the road. We didn't like it because, A, Arkansas's bad. And, B, Tennessee had just lost. Are they really going to lose two in a row? Uh, the answer is no. And Tennessee won by 29, 92-63. Game of the night was Auburn and South Carolina, two top 15 teams. Yeah, Auburn won by 40. 
see the video? Somebody wanted a, a, a picture with uh, Bo Jackson, who was at the game and cheering. And Bo's got a pom-pom in his hand, and he's waving it. And uh, the guy comes over and says, you know, hey, can I get a, a selfie with you? And Bo goes, no, go back and watch the game. <laughs> Leave me alone. I'm rooting for my alma mater. Talk to me afterwards. Uh, Miami had a late lead at Clemson, and then Clemson ended the game on a 23-4 to run. Tough to win when that happens. Clemson won by 17. Uh, JU, a loser on the road to Kennesaw State. North Florida, a winner on the road in Charlotte against Queens. How about the Bulls of South Florida? They're alone and first in the American. They beat Tulsa by 19 last night. By the way, their showdown with FAU Sunday sold out in Tampa. Good for them. Good for them. Uh, Detroit Mercy got their first win of the year. 0-26 no more. They beat Uwe Pooey 81-66. And just for the two of you, since you both have the paper on the wall, Michigan State beat Penn State late 80-72. to Women's Hoop, 7th-ranked K-State lost in double overtime at Iowa State. The FAU women also lost. Don Gullett. Mark, I don't know if you're old enough for Don Gullett. Don Gullett was uh, dominant in the 70s. He was on the back-to-back Reds teams that won the World Series. Then he signed with the Yankees in free agency. Ah, that was... And uh, Don Gullett was a fire lefty through mid-90s when most pitchers didn't throw mid-90s. All right, Don Gullett was outstanding. Career cut short by injuries. Then was a longtime coach and scout in the Reds organization. Don Gullett passed away yesterday at the age of 73. Hockey. Panthers beat the Penguins 5-2. Winnipeg and Minnesota also victorious. By the way, there's a lawsuit from a union representing uh, going after the NHL and Canadian juniors alleging a violation of antitrust laws. So what's going on in major college sports now may be going on in professional hockey. And at seven minutes before the hour, that was... That was the starting five every weekday morning at this time on Miller and Moulton. That was the starting five. We'll have a poll question on the other side. Thanks so much for listening. Where else? Right here, Miller and Moulton.